What's going on, sports world? Welcome to Game Breakers, where we'll be talking about what's relevant in the sports world. It's your host, Will. And it's your boy, Edwin. What's going on, my guy? Yo, I'm feeling pretty good today. Monday. What's it? Monday Motivational? That's Monday Motivational. Monday. Monday Motivational. Yes, yes. I, yo, I am actually feeling very, very motivated. I don't know what it is. I had some uh, hot wings when I woke up, so maybe that's hot why, wings. you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, well, I mean, not like when like, I woke up, but I, I probably ate it about like 10 minutes before we started recording this. So okay. like that was technically my breakfast because I didn't eat, you know, earlier than that. So yeah, some hot wings. So I don't know. I'm... I'm, mm. I'm I'm feeling a little energized right now. I don't know. It's just something okay. about the hot sauce that just gets to me, you know? Okay. Will is the only guy that I know would eat a burger, something dinner-ish, you know, in the morning, as opposed to eating it <laughs> in the matter? afternoon. Like, this guy would eat freaking hot dogs, glizzies in the morning, and then in the nighttime would eat Is it grilled and burnt? Popcorn. What'd you is say? It grilled and burnt? Whatever, however you like it, bro. However you like yo, it. Not, yo, do not eat it, bro. I don't care. I don't care. Bro, look. You already know. You like. You live with me. You know that I prefer breakfast foods. Come on now. Don't try to play me like that. Don't yeah, but... I'm saying, though, oh, if I... Okay. So, if I went out to a restaurant, right? Yes, I'm listening. When I wake up, I'm going to eat my leftovers. Like, Why when you wake on? up? Why can't you eat breakfast food and then eat your leftovers during dinner or lunchtime? What does it matter? Why do I want to eat the same thing twice? Because like, why can't you I just eat up for breakfast or like when I first wake up or it doesn't even have to be breakfast. It could just be my first meal of the day. So like I said, nah, I had some hot wings. Nah. That's what I had. You brush your teeth and then that right after you eat something meal, hot. And that was like, my first meal of the day. No. You brush your teeth and eat buffalo sauce right around, afterwards? No and way. it came around like one something in the afternoon. But that was my first meal. <laughs> so what I'm saying is if I got leftovers... Why can't I eat that as my first meal? What's the problem? Mm, 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 okay, I guess I would. I, I just wouldn't do it. So that's personally me. I would never do that. Brush my teeth and then eat hot wings, barbecue sauce right after. That's not. That's not a good taste. Not, I don't eat bro. right after I brush my teeth. Oh you yes, you do. It. Stop lying. That's cap. that's cap. I brush my teeth and then I don't eat for like an hour to like an hour and a half because the taste of toothpaste is still in my mouth. Who eats after brushing their teeth? You do. I do not. <laughs> All right, look. Don't get me started on what you do, okay? All right, you chill, do chill, chill, some chill, things chill, that I wouldn't relax, do. Relax, relax. Because <laughs> you don't want to go there, please. We don't want to go, <laughs> nah, go there. Come on now. Don't get me started. You start a war. You start a war. Don't get bro. me started, bro, because on you be wilding out more than me that, when it bro. comes to breakfast stuff. That's definitely what you do. You be you know going what? crazy. I'm going to wait until we get a bigger enough audience for me to reveal your secrets, okay? And then... Then I'm going to expose you real hard. So I'm going to just... Oh, okay, you okay. live for now. It's not okay, going to be as funny okay. if I do it right now. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, wait. There's been times where your, fir- where your first meal of the day has been rice. That's cap. Oh, my God. That's cap. <laughs> <laughs> That's cap. For, every- for everybody that don't God, know... This guy lying. Edwin's, uh, name, lying. Edwin's name on Instagram is King Jaloff. It has nothing to do with this how I eat. lets you know... What he's eating most days, okay? That's, that's all that I'm gonna say about nothing that. Nothing like, to that's do with that. No, stop. Why are you not lying? You're not about to play me. Like you oh, wake no. up sometimes and eat jollof with fufu. Ew! What? <laughs> that's a terrible combination. What is wrong with you, bro? You have learned nothing throughout these last past months. Saying that nonsense. Come on, now you look at me for how long? You saying that? I've never <laughs> eaten fufu a day in my life in that dorm. Stop lying to yourself. Yo, this man's how I play me. That was terrible. That was terrible. Oh, man. Nah, but anyways, though, man, how's your Monday going? <laughs> so far, so good. You know, I'm excited for this episode. Oh, okay, okay. Did you hit the gym today? I did. You you know I hit the gym. You called me when I was at the gym. Stop. No. Bro, I don't be paying attention to what you be doing when no. I call you. So I had a, I have a I big feeling. I have I, a nap. This is I, call you, house. I call you With for business only, okay? That's what I call you for. I'm not oh, calling to see. You oh, asked you at? I was at the gym and I doing? said yes. No, 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 no. I said you need to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not. That's not how that went down. Please. Why is this man lying? That's what I said. No. That's what I said, man. Damn. Whatever, bro. Whatever, bro. But um, yeah. Today's Monday, definitely. So again, as my boy Edwin likes to say. Monday motivational. So make sure that you're starting off your work week correctly because you know that most people think that the week starts on Monday. No, no, no. It starts yesterday, but on Sundays. But Mondays is when you're really supposed to because you know now it's the days of the week. So now you really got to start grinding is on Monday. So yes. whatever you, you've been pushing off, 
Go do it. Yes. And I'm kind of talking to myself here because I said I was, I was, I was going to start working out again and I haven't been going to go do it. But I'm going to oh, do it right man. after oh, this show. Man. I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to do it. And, so. and I got to go get a haircut. Ooh. I got to go get a haircut. Because thank God this podcast yes, is not video format as well because I'm looking a little rough here, okay? It's yes, been a little Sexy Willy Wonka is coming back in the building. Yo, look, man. Oof. Don't get them started. Don't get them started. Don't get them started. But... Bro, let's just get straight into this, man. Now, you know, over the weekend, um, you know, not too much going on in the uh, sports world overall, you know, has been a bit slow, especially after the free agency uh, opening period started. It kind of has cooled down a little bit, yes. but we still going to bring you guys some fantastic topics. Like, I mean, you already know, you know, it's game break. The game, you know, the sports show that's going to keep you guys entertained for the whole hour that, that you guys are listening to it. Mm. So... I just want to just get started with this topic right here, man. And that is the top five NBA teams. Now, keep in mind, free agency is still open. Yes, a lot of teams do still have to make moves. But most of the heavy hitters are already off of the market. Like, you kind of already mm-hmm. know how the league is starting to shape up. Mm-hmm. Now, the question I want to ask you, Edwin, is what are your top five teams in the NBA regardless of conference? One through five. Start with five. Start with one. However you want to do it. Let me go. Do I have to put it in order? Because I don't. I don't know if I, if I have. Nah, you, you have to go in order. In order. You, you have, have to go in order. order. You have to go in order. But you okay. can start off from whatever order you want to. But it has okay, to be in okay, order. sure, sure, sure. So at five, Ooh. I'm gonna say the at five. I'm gonna say the Atlanta Hawks. I just what? think that yes. So I just think that continuity is a big thing. Uh, they have a deep squad. So I'm gonna. All my teams have, in my opinion, a deep enough squad that could last them throughout the playoffs if people were to get injured. That's the biggest thing for me. You have to have a deep enough squad to be able to contend. And so I think that the Atlanta Hawks under Nate McMillan, uh, you, you get back all these other players. I know Cam Reddish was on the trading block, but I don't think he's going to leave Atlanta. And you have pretty much the same team coming back into the full next season. So I think that their continuity as a team and the chemistry will continue to happen and will continue to be successful. So I'm going to give them at five. At four... It's kind of a tough one, a nail biter for me. I was going to choose between either the Jazz or the or the Suns, but um, I, yeah. So I'm actually going to say the Jazz. I still believe in the Utah Jazz, guys. If you heard me before in the past, I have been a, a lone supporter somehow, some way. I don't know why I've always supported the Utah Jazz. I'm not really too sure why I do that. Probably well, because of Donovan Mitchell. Usually, you finish. In the top of the West, the past two seasons. So I mean, it's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's but not they, hard they to give your support for them. It's not yeah, hard, yeah. But they, for some, for some reason, they always find a way to let me down in the playoffs. But I'm still gonna say they are still a top five team at number four. Um, I just think that maybe you could say last season was a fluke, but I don't think that you 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 go a whole twenty game unbeaten run, and that's gonna be a fluke or considered a fluke to me. So listen, the Utah Jazz are for real. They've gotten more scorers. I forgot who they drafted. They drafted some a nice piece, uh, and I think that no, they didn't. They did right. No, don't cap. So who they get? Who they get free agency? Exactly the point that we don't even know who like who it is. We can't say that it's no, 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 no. no. This is this is the reason why I forgot. Okay, okay, right. I'm drawing a blank here. My goodness. Uh, you pulling the me last episode. I'm pulling the, I'm pulling the wheel oh, right now. Oh, oh, no, no, no. That's like that's like that's like though, bro. So we get the gist. So we got Jazz yes. at four. All right, let's move on. Yes, yes. So at three, at three, I'm going to say uh, the Bucks. Ooh, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. The Bucks. Okay. So I I think that now we actually make take, sense here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They may take a step back, considering that. It may not be the same kind of flow. Like obviously, they'll still have a chance to win a title next year. Let's not get that twisted. But I think that, mm. yeah, I think that they will have a chance to win a title okay, and compete okay, for the okay. East. Okay. All right. But when you lose, when you you haven't really done too much in free agency so far. I mean, you've got Rodney Hood. That's a good bench piece, I guess. But you lose Bobby Portis coming back. Bobby Portis coming back. You lose PJ Tucker. That's a a, oh, a part. That's a great team that he brings ferocity, ferocity, and you know toughness God. to the team. And I just think that it's going to be tough for them to kind of repeat what they did, but I still do believe in the Bucks. Uh, number two, I really didn't. See, I really didn't see myself putting this team at number two. I don't know why, but because, like I said before, you have to have team depth, and they are one of the deepest teams in the NBA right now. I'm going to say the Los Angeles Lakers, only Mommy. because, yeah, 
My man, yes, sir. Because, yeah, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, very questionable on Anthony Davis, his injury-prone history, whether or not he takes care of his body, but they have a deep squad. Regardless if they're aging or not, they have a deep squad. And I just think that if you have a, a team that is stacked alongside with LeBron James, then you always have a shot to win, a great shot to win. So, And last but not least, I have a number next. one, number oh one, Please, the number one team in the Please NBA right relax. now on paper. Let's go, Edwin. Please Number relax, one. relax, bro. Please relax. Oh my goodness, bro. Please relax, please. I, I like. I don't want to give this this to them, you know. But like, the only reason why I'm giving it to the Nets is because of the the big three monster. Right? We get that. The but they don't, they don't really have. So out of all the teams I just mentioned, they have the least, in my opinion, least team depth. But I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, you got to be honest. Oh like they have the least. You have the best three starting. Yeah, probably the best lineup. Maybe arguably the best lineup. Obviously, out of all five teams. But when it comes to team depth, you guys are the lowest of the pack out of all the, the five teams. If I'm being honest, but those three make up for a lot of that that team depth. And you guys did draft. Who's it? The, the the guard from Cam Johnson from LSU. Johnson, yes, from LSU. Freshman led yes. uh, NCAA D1 in scoring at 19 yeah. years oh old, 27 points a game. Coming oh, off yes, the bench, yes, 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 yes. Learning from Kyrie, learning from James Harden, KD. Okay, so, relax, 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 relax. Okay, My okay. goodness. Sorry, sorry. You know, so yeah, I, I would give them number one, but only because of those three. And by the way, Utah Jazz, they, so it's not really a, a great move, but it's a good move for them only because they needed some team depth and some bench scoring. But like they did sign Rudy Gay to a two year deal. And Rudy Gay is a proven scorer in the NBA. So that's who I was okay. drawing a blank solid, on. Solid, yeah, solid, so solid pickup, solid pickup. Oh, no, but I thought that you said that they, dra- I thought that you said that you were drawing a blank on who they drafted. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they didn't draft. They didn't draft anybody. I don't think they did, but. Okay, that's yeah. like, nah, that's why I was not like, well, how could we say that that's a good pickup if we don't even know the guy that they drafted? Now, I'll, yeah, I like your top five. No, but they drafted Jared Butler. He's tough. Mm. He's tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's tough. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So th- th- I think he was a second round pick. He, I mean, he drafted what, 40, number 40 overall. That's, that's the second or first round, late first round, probably. No, second round pick. Yeah. So he's tough. From Baylor, he's tough. So that that's more bench scoring off of them. So I'm really thinking that they're going to make a. That's if he push. makes the team, though. You know, second round picks generally don't make. No, no, no. no but, but Jared Butler. Oh, like they a, do end a, up, or like they do end up in like the G League first, then they got to like work their way up. But. But you know, uh, I'm pretty me. sure that like we will see him at some point in time next season. You yeah. gonna see him early, early. You know, nah, why? Because he's one so. of the best scorers. He was one of the best scorers last season, and he's a steal for them. So he's definitely gonna get some minutes. Trust me, he definitely uh, will. He definitely will. All right, now I, I know that I said that I liked your top five, but actually I lied. I like your top three. Your top three. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. We don't even gotta waste that much time. Your top three to me is spot on. That that's exactly how I have it listed right here with the Bucks at three. Lakers at two, Nets at one, obviously. Now, I am going to break that down in just a couple seconds, but I will do my number four and five, which you got wrong. I will be uh, (laughs) telling you mine. Now, at five, I have the Golden State Warriors. Now, Golden State Warriors are going to be coming back. They're going to be healthy. Klay Thompson, uh, Steph Curry. You have Draymond Green. Um, You also have Andrew Wiggins. You drafted uh, this um, Kaminga kid who, going into the NBA draft from the early uh, predictions from last week, he was predicted to go top four, top three, but, you know, he went the, the G League route uh, instead of the college route, and he did reclassify mm. just mm. to leave high school a bit early. So he has a lot of upside. Then you also do have James, uh, James Wiseman. Now, I think that James Wiseman, I think that he's a very good center. I think, he's a, I think that he is arguably one of the best young centers in, a, mm. in, terms, of, in terms of he's in the Potential. best situation because yes. all that he has to do is just set picks – just pick and roll, like you know, just set screens, yes. and you know, let uh, Steph Curry do what he has to do. Let him shoot the ball, you know. Then that brings a lot of attention away from him. So I feel like the Warriors are one of the most balanced teams in the NBA because they do have that outside uh, shooting presence while also having a very uh, well-regarded big man in Wiseman in the paint as well to grab boards, to do put-back dunks, and Wiseman can also shoot a little bit himself as well. So. For me, I think it was a very, I think it was a bit disrespectful that you didn't add the Warriors in there. Now, well, the, uh, well, okay. I mean, you uh, first of all, you you forgot to mention Moses Moody as well too. He's going to be a good piece for the Warriors this season. But the reason why and is do we have uh, Jordan Jordan Poole as well, if I'm not mistaken. Jordan, 
yeah, I think I think he yes. I think, but, I think he is still there. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, mm-hmm. I think he is still there. I mean, the only reason why I didn't add the Warriors, they were definitely a consideration, obviously, but I didn't want to add them because I didn't know how all these pieces would mesh, even though it's it's nice. I just think that the Hawks have good continuity. I mean, they meshed pretty well last season. Themselves. It was just some injury. I mean, it was just. I mean, really, it was just because Clay wasn't there, which is why they kind of struggled. But hey, Clay, but if you Clay just can come back and stay healthy. Jonathan Kaminga. You just mentioned Jonathan yeah. Kaminga and Moses Moody as well too. Those guys were not there last year. Yeah, but these are rookies who are gonna be coming off of the bench, and they're gonna and they're and you know automatically having those two come off the bench and maybe starting some games, having them on your bench automatically upgrades your bench unit. So mm. considering that Steph Curry's coming back, Klay Thompson's coming back, Jamon Green is back, and then James Wiseman to uh, dominate the paint, and then you have mm. either Kaminga can start next to Andrew Wiggins, who's also a good player as well. But you know if um, Kaminga comes off the bench, and then if Moody mm. comes off the bench, th- those are two players that automatically boost your bench. So that actually does help my argument as well for why I think that the it Warriors does. should be in the, in the uh, top five. But um, let's move on to number four. <laughs> um, I do have the Denver Nuggets. Uh, at uh, number four, Infant look, Nuggets. What? Yes, yes. What you hell? have, you know, that? you have the league NBA MVP Nikolai Jokic, right? One <laughs> the best center. Well, eh, I think that Embiid's better than him, but fine, whatever. You could say he did win MVP, so you could say that he is the best center in the NBA as of right now because he won MVP. So fair. So you have the best center in the NBA MVP. You have um, Michael uh, Porter. You you have Jamal Murray is going to be uh, coming back. Will Barton was brought back. I think that they I think that they brought back. Well, I think that they brought in Jeff Green, if I'm not mistaken. You also have mm-hmm. um Bobo who's there, who's shown a lot of flashes. Um, you know, so I feel like the Nuggets are definitely a team that uh, likes to run the floor fast, and that they are going to be a, a a high scoring team. I think that Jokic's numbers are going to drop maybe a little bit with Jamal Murray coming back. But that's going to be fine. Um, I think that, uh, you know, they also did bring back Austin Rivers as well, who has shown that he does fit that system. So I definitely think that the Nuggets are not a team to be messed with. And I do think that, honestly, that the Nuggets would have beat the Suns if the Nuggets had Jamal Murray. So Denver Nuggets? Yeah, bro. Denver Nuggets, bro. bro. I'm, I'm, I'm They've done nothing this free agency, bro. They've done, they done nothing exactly. They've pretty much they had the same team coming in. They didn't need to. I mean, yeah, you're right. But, like... I, they don't play no defense as it is as well, too. Nobody and in the NBA really plays yes, defense. Huh? Nobody in the NBA. I said nobody in the NBA really plays fantastic defense like that. What are you talking about? As a unit, you can. As a unit, you no, can. Why do you think, you that, can, why do you think the Bulls really lost last year to the Denver Nuggets? Because they played worse defense than the, than the Denver Nuggets. Like, for me, the Denver Nuggets, they have a same team coming back for? next year. They had Jamar Murray. Yes, he may be coming back at some point in the season. But a top four team in the West, yes, Yes, definitely. Who do, you have at four? Who do I have at four? Yes. Who do I have at Utah Jazz? Nuggets are better Come than on the Jazz. Now, no, Nuggets isn't they're, they're a top ten team, not top. Nuggets are better five. than the Jazz. No, they're not. Yes, no, they are. Stop that! Stop that poppycock, bro. Uh, the only the only player on the Utah Jazz that gets into the Denver Nuggets starting five is Donovan Mitchell. What? Rudy Gobert does not start. For the what? Jazz, I mean, for the uh, Denver Nuggets, Mike Conley's on that point guard. Oh, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray plays point guard. I think he plays shooting guard. No, he he runs the one, but Jokic brings the ball up. Like it's okay, okay, like, okay, okay, uh, okay. So Jamal Murray, okay, Jamal Murray and Jokic. Who else? Bogdan is starting. Michael Michael Porter. Michael Porter comes off the bench, does he not? No, he didn't he come off the bench for them. No, Where? don't don't I try to like, disrespect Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. Like he's streaky sometimes. He's a dog. I'm being honest, Michael he's Porter streaky. Jr. is a dog. He's streaky sometimes. He has the light skin Kevin honest, Durant. Bro, like, he is a dog. Uh, okay, Michael. No, I, I don't really see this team, bro. I don't see this team. I don't. Bro, here's how the reach, lineup bro. would go. It's a reach, bro. It's a reach. Here's Michael how the lineup Jr. would go. To reach, bro. Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, Michael Porter Jr. You could pick the four. Jokic at the at the at the five. So maybe somebody from the Nuggets gets. I mean, from the Jazz gets in that four. But like that team is gonna be three but, starters. Okay, but why does it matter about the starting lineup? It matters about the whole entire team. And I feel like the Jazz. Okay, are yes, but the starting lineup is, is what is what matters the most. 
because that's who plays the most minutes. That is not what that is. That is not what matters the most. It's what? a balance, I think, bro. It really is. Oh my it, it matters God. Okay, to an extent, but you can't. You okay, can, like, this is the reason Jamie. why you guys lost last season because you guys had Jamal Murray. No, 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 no. I'm saying for the Nets, I'm giving the Nets as, a, as an example. This is the reason why you guys lost because even though you guys had a great starting lineup, you guys had some bums come off the bench. Let's no, that's honest. not why we lost. Bad example. Why did we no. lose? Edwin, why did we lose? That's that's why you guys lost. Edwin, why opinion, did we lose? You guys lost. Edwin, why Listen, did we lose? You no, you could say you lost because of injuries. That's why you could say you lost. So I feel like if your team was deep enough, those injuries would have supplemented you guys. I mean, Who, the, what the kind team of bench supplemented those injuries? What kind of bench do you have to have to make up for losing Kyrie and Harden? You you'd have to have the best bench in NBA history. To, okay, so let me give you an example. Let me no, you don't. Kyrie and James for you to lose Kyrie and James Harden. Two arguably top ten NBA players in today's game. For you to just not even feel the effect of losing them because you have a deep bench, you definitely have to have one of the best benches in the NBA. No, you're gonna obviously feel the effect, but it's not gonna be as hard of an impact. Let me give you an example. What what happened to the Clippers last season when they lost Kawhi Leonard in the postseason? They still found a way to beat the Utah Jazz and make it a competitive series against the Suns. Why? Because they were still a deep team in the NBA. They had guys come off the bench and they had guys who stepped up. That was the reason why. Bench, yo, know, team depth matters. And the Suns, I mean, the Suns, the Denver Nuggets do not have that, in my opinion. They, they don't. They don't. So, so for them to be top four in your list, that's a terrible. That's terrible. For me, Nuggets at four. Golly. <laughs> like, the Jazz don't have that much bench depth either, really. I mean, you have Jordan Clarkson and... He's the best um, bench player on, on both sides. Say it again? Best best bench player on both sides of the Okay, league. yeah, I'll give you that. But I'm saying though, you acting like the Jazz have just like uh like you know, just like a bunch of options really coming off the bench as well. They don't. Jared Butler is coming. Jared Butler is oh gonna be a God. huge wow. so why did Jared so why did Jared Butler fall so uh far down if he's Listen, that it happens, it happens. A lot no, of it doesn't. Fall down. no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It happens. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, it happens it's very bro. rare. It's very rare that a player drafted in the second round comes into the NBA and makes that big of an impact. Like, it's very rare. Like, you can, like, see, like, you can name me, like, you know, you you can uh, name me a few exceptions, but a few exceptions does not uh, overturn the overall rule of how things go. That's like saying you can win the lottery, but if you're buying lottery tickets, would I tell you to bank on you winning the lottery? No, because it can happen. But the prob- but the uh, probability of Jared Butler really coming off and you know being some big dominant player off of the bench is not going to really happen. Listen. At most, he'll get some good minutes. He'll probably average about six points per game next season if he gets good minutes. Like, but, he, but like he's not no big steal that fell to them. And uh, no, listen, no. bro. Yeah, listen, Jared Butler. Joe Ingles, Rudy Gay. I'm taking those three over anybody off the bench for the for the Denver Nuggets right now. I, oh, I am. You probably didn't watch Jared Butler in college. Don't even well, catch him. I did. I he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. And he played exceptionally well, oh, in my, my opinion, God. in that, that championship game against Gonzaga. What are you talking about? Bro, I ain't seen you watch not one college basketball game. You don't game. have to see me. We don't live together. We don't I'm live together. How would you know? We live together during the college basketball season. Oh my goodness! Thank you. you didn't, exactly. I haven't listen, seen you watch I not watch one college basketball game until March Madness. Stop Literally, it, bro. Stop it, bro. So okay. Stop it, bro. I, I don't get why you guys stop like it, bro. Like I don't get like, why you guys like it, cap stop so it, much. I, I really it. don't get it. I, I for real don't stop get it. it. Like like if it like. If you don't watch somebody play, it's okay. You can't watch everything at every time. But like when people be coming on trying to act like they watch every game and, and like they know I every, player. I watch every game. But I'm saying you did not watch Baylor play until March Madness. No, that's not true, bro. Oh my god. That's not true, bro. No. Don't say that now. You can't be making assumptions. You cannot. Oh I've seen god. your brother. He can ball. He can ball, bro. He can ball. Listen, and just watch, bro. Just watch what happens this season. Like I said before, Jared Butler, Rudy Gay, Joe Ingles. I'm taking those three over anybody off the bench for the Nuggets. The Nuggets' best three bench players, I'm taking them over. So stop right there. Nuggets top four? Get the hell out of here with that. What are you, what are you thinking right now? See, them hot wings went to your head this morning. I, I could tell. <laughs> this man is talking about something that he has no Yo. idea about. 
He has Yo. never seen Jared Butler play outside oh of NCAA. That's what okay. you say. That's what you okay. Say. All right. Well, then, look, I don't know where he was going to go watch these games at, but it wasn't at the apartment. So maybe, he was going every night. so maybe he was going out every night to watch Baylor play. So well, look, I have to go out places. I could just I watch could be wrong. my home home. I, I could be wrong, but you wasn't watching it there. So you can oh cap all you want, bro, but that's stop okay. It, bro, stop. Whatever. Anyways, Anyways man, man Buck at three. I think that the Bucks have to be at three. You know, they are the defending champions and what I'm going to still consider a fluke uh, championship run. But they are still there. You know, Giannis coming back. Drew Holiday is going to be there. Chris Middleton brought back Bobby Portis. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like they, I mean, they, they did lose a couple of key players, I guess, that you can call them key players, such as Brent Forbes went back to the Spurs. Um, P.J. Tucker is going to Miami. So they are going to lose some of those players that do come off of the bench. But I don't think that's going to really matter too much if you keep Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Chris Milton healthy, I do think that they will still be a top three team, at least in the East. And um, I do think that they will also make another deep playoff run. Of course, at number two, as, as I said, same three as Elwin over there. We do have the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, look, you can arguably say that, like, the Lakers are, are just 1B. Nets are 1A, in my opinion. Like, they're both pretty even. But, you know, the Lakers, they did make a lot of good uh, moves this free agency. Again, I don't like their biggest move, which was acquiring Westbrook. I do not think that him and West. I don't think that Westbrook and Braun are going to really work come playoff time. I think that, you know, they just don't complement each other. And I, I just really can't see it working unless one of them decides to run off ball for a majority of the time that both of them are on the uh, court. So but overall, bringing in Melo, bringing back Dwight Howard, you know, I mean, look, only thing that they got to do now is bringing Dwayne Wade and, you know, just run it back. Just run it back one time, have have D. Wade coming off the bench, and let's see what could happen. But, you know, Lakers, a lot of veteran uh, presence there, a pretty old squad. So, you know, as Edwin said the other day, that somebody said that it looks like an antique store. But I think that that veteran uh, leadership is what's going to be able to give them the advantage over a lot of these teams because a lot of these teams in the NBA are more so going towards younger so while, um, you know, the Lakers may be a bit older, I think that mentality wise that they'll be able to, you know, like outwork a lot of teams who haven't maybe gotten to like the point that many of these players have. So Lakers at two. And of course, at number one, I'm going with the Brooklyn Nets. As long as everybody can stay healthy, I think that the Nets will be representing the East uh, in the NBA finals. But again, as you guys saw last season, that like there is no guaranteed on if people can stay healthy or not because you saw back-to-back games. James Harden went down, Kyrie went down, and KD wearing size 20 feet led to the Milwaukee Bucks uh, going to the NBA Finals. and Well, not the NBA Finals, but just moving on to the NBA Eastern Conference uh, Finals. So, look, Nets, I like how the Nets drafted. Um, they got Cam Johnson, and, and I'm forgetting the big man that they drafted uh, as well. I, I, I definitely do think that those two players coming off of the bench – enhances the bench i do agree that um our bench unit is not the best but we did sign james johnson who is a quality road man in the nba he is going to give you quality minutes off of the bench and you know he's a versatile player as well so i'm liking the moves but i think that the nets have to be one just based off the starting five alone so yeah that's my top five so you know we agreed on the first three but your four and five were pretty trash bro i'm not gonna lie to you (laughs) Oh my goodness! My goodness! My goodness! Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, the Hawks, like you really let the Hawks getting to the Eastern Conference Finals really gas your head. You know what that's like. Not that the Hawks aren't a young, promising team because they definitely are, but I don't think that they'll be a top five team. Now, what you kind of doing is kind of like overreacting yeah, a little sharp. bit. It's like you know, I think that you're kind of overreacting to what they did in the postseason. Now, in my I'm opinion, I'm not my this opinion, before the postseason, bro. This is like this is like when Nick Foles led the Eagles. Just to bring it off topic, real quick, but it's the same context. This is like when Nick Foles led the Eagles to that Super Bowl. Then that free agency, the Jaguars gave him about eighty something million. Everybody knew that that was kind of like a lucky run of games, and we all waited to see which idiot would be the one to bite and give him a big a big term contract off of him running those five games pretty decently. And the Jaguars did it because they overreacted because they saw that and they said, oh, well, he'll be able to do it again next season. And then he ended up not doing it. I don't think that the, I think that the Hawks is the same kind of situation where I think that a lot of people are overreacting to them because of how well they did in the playoffs. I don't expect them to get that deep in the playoffs again next year. I do expect them to make the playoffs. I just don't expect them to do as well. But again, 
they are one of the best young teams in the NBA. So I will give uh, right. with that. But to say top five team in the NBA, better than the Warriors, better than the Nuggets, better than the Suns, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that you definitely are a um, little cuckoo over there. Nah, I, I mean, I think we both have some questionable teams in our top five. But I say this about the I, mean, I, I didn't I react. Mean. I didn't overreact to their performances in the postseason. This was before mm-hmm. postseason even started. You know, Nick McMillan took over that team when they were at the bottom of the barrel. And they were had, they had a losing record at the time of the, the All-Star break. And they just shot up with wins. Right, you can see the impact that he had on the on the team, and that's the reason why I'm picking them to be another top five team in the NBA this upcoming season. Because I just think that the chemistry is something that you can't really replace, and that's why I gave him the nod over the the Golden State Warriors. And yes, it's a question. What do you mean the chemistry? You've seen the Golden State Warriors chemistry with these, like with their players, and they want to chip. I'm, I mean, like you. So like you know, like the chemistry that's there. I mean, Steph, Clay, Draymond. I, I mean, like. Come it on. is. It is. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that. You know, you have Clay com- Clay coming back next season. It's going to be even though you know the chemistry of how he reacts with those two players, Steph and Draymond. It's he's still coming off an injury. Let's keep that in mind. And also, I I want to know how this bench unit will react next season, or like the you know the surrounding players, how they'll be able to fulfill their roles and give their best quality minutes for the team, as opposed to the Hawks who have already done that. This past couple of seasons, I mean, this past season, uh, these past couple of games before the playoffs even started. And yes, I will say this about the Phoenix Suns. They are another team that it was tough. I was trying to put them at number four, but I didn't, I didn't see them being a better team than the Utah Jazz, if I'm being honest, even though they finally Agreed. went to, death, to, the, to the, you know, Agreed. to the NBA Finals. So yes, it was, yes. I know the Suns should be top five, definitely, but I already chose the Hawks, so I couldn't really go back on my decision. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, I stick to what you say. And, I'm sticking to what I'm saying. I'm going to die to by it. Yeah, I respect that. I respect that. Now, one team that I am glad that you did not add in the top five was your Miami Heat. Now, speaking of the, of the Miami Heat, <laughs> and let's also oh, just tie this goodness. in with the Chicago Bulls as well. The NBA is investigating possible tampering with Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry. Now, um, I will read the quick tweet that Woj put out, and then I will just give a little background information before um, I see what Edwin has to say about this. Now, the NBA has opened up investigations into possible tampering violations involving two sign-and-trade deals completed in free agency. New Orleans and Chicago centered on Lonzo Ball, and Toronto and, and Miami centered on Kyle Lowry. Now, the NBA instituted more stringent penalties in these cases in 2019, including raising the minimum, um, inclu- whoa, <laughs> including raising the maximum fine for the teams to 10 million and the possibility of suspending team ex- executives, forfeiting draft picks, and even voiding contracts. Team executives can also have their communication, such as telephone records, text, and emails, randomly audited. So the NBA is taking this very seriously. And I know that, you know, your team is involved in this. So let's just touch base in uh, Miami where, look, the NBA is looking into whether you guys broke some rules to get this guy. And, you know, the fines are very severe. So, I mean, like, what do you think about this? I mean, me personally, who the hell is tampering to get Kyle Lowry? Like, that's what I'm thinking. But as a Heat fan, tell me what you're thinking, bro. Let me hear I'm not really, you know, I'm not really too worried about this, if I'm being honest. I just, so when I think of tampering, listen, tampering is a common practice that everyone does in the NBA. Like, everyone does this, right? And you can see that like this took place last season with the Brooklyn, I mean, with the um, Milwaukee Bucks and Bogdan Bogdanovich. And that fell through only because he didn't get the signature. But we got the signature for Kyle Lowry. So nothing can really be done to hurt us unless that fine is really hefty, but I don't really think that the fine would be hefty in itself only because I think that one the NBA knows that little can be done to stop these moves from happening. Anyway, that's one. You can't really stop these offseason moves from happening because listen, even though there's wide assumption in the NBA that Larry would join the Miami heat, that Lonzo ball would join the Chicago bulls. That's, could be because of what moves they're making, what pieces they're moving around their team to make those moves happen. So you can't really say, is it tampering or not? Like, is it really tampering? I don't think it is. Like, this is what we're just doing to make sure we clear room for the player that we want. And I, I think that there hasn't really been a clear punishment in the past, like a, a, a clear cut punishment in the past for me to be worried about this. And if there was, then I would be kind of worried about how my team would be involved in the situation. But 
being that it's only been kind of fines and re- revoking draft picks and everything, like, like I'm not really too worried about this at all, bro. Like, Kyle Lowry signed. The, they, the most they can do right now is look into this, but how far will they even get in this investigation? Would it even feel like it's worth it at this point? Because, like I said before, it's a common practice that they do in the NBA anyway. So it's another, it's like these guys are just trying to be, uh, they're trying to enforce something that's not really there, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I mean, yeah, I don't really understand the whole, tam- like, I get it that tampering is basically like, if you're a player or like, if you're like, you know, upper management of NBA team, mm. like, so for example, that's like if the Brooklyn Nets GM just came out and said, Steph Curry, come to Brooklyn. That's tampering. Mm. Like, like yes. you can't do that. Like, you can't go up to a player, contact a player in those kind of um, regards. Before now, free agency, at least. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Before, like, you know, as long as that player is contracted, even in free agency, if a player is uh, contracted to – so, like, let's say, like, Giannis. So, like, how, like, like the Lakers reportedly are admirers of Giannis. Even though it's free agency, uh, you know, the Lakers just can't, like, you know, like, um, Jeannie Buss just can't come out and say – Giannis, Giannis, come to LA because <laughs> you know he's because he's under contract now. Exactly. If he was a free agent, this is a bit different. But um, you know, so again, you know, I think that this is stuff that just happens uh, in the NBA. I think that the players talk to each other regardless. You can't tell me that during the season, towards the end, you know, some players that are going to be free agency aren't talking to, to some of their other buddies who are maybe on on you know contending teams, saying, "Hey, should we team up?" Et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So to me, I don't really know what makes them want to investigate possible tampering because unless somebody said something out in the open with proof then what makes you single out the miami heat and the chicago bulls for tampering because then who the hell is tampering for kyle Lowry? that's yeah. what i'm trying to figure out here like i mean we were tampering apparently we were tampering for kyle Lowry, but apparently they, they they are more stricter when it comes to signing trades so that's why they're only singing out the miami and chicago bulls yeah but, but if it's just tampering, doing too much but then at the same time then then that even make then that makes like even less sense because mm. because signing trades the other team has to agree to it exactly so how is it tampering like did somebody snitch like or are like the raptors mad with like their return of goran Dragic? i mean like so did somebody say hey they've been tampering because what's making the nba investigate these two moves mm. that's what i want to know because as far as my knowledge is pat riley didn't come out and say yeah we're gonna offer kyle Lowry all, all this money to come here and nobody from like the bulls said yeah, we want Lonzo Ball coming to Chicago. Nobody said this out loud or anything like that. So somebody had to have, you know, behind the scenes, went to, like, the league and filed a, a complaint with something. Mm. Yeah, man, like, the NBA, for me, is just doing too much. I just look across the pond, I see the NFL, and I just see how all these players make bona fide pitches every time. But wait, you know, across the pond the to the NFL? Be. You said what? I said you said a- across the pond to the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like, a different sport, at least. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So, okay, like, okay. yeah. <laughs> across the pond, yeah. I'm like, across the pond, NFL. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, A.J. Brown, like, Julio, come to come to uh, Tennessee. We'll make it fine. You know what I'm saying? All these players do the same yeah. thing over and over again, and there's no there's no issues with that, not to my Agreed. understanding. And it's just, oh, they're making their strong pitches. What's wrong with that in the NBA? I don't get it. Like, these guys, if you want a player, I don't feel like it should be a problem if you somehow find a way to make it known before free agency starts that you're really interested because yeah you're gonna, you're gonna that's see only them. if they are free agents though yes yeah. exactly because these guys are going to get calls from multiple teams anyway yeah, so yeah, why yeah. not put so yourself out there at, like in the process first you know what yeah. i'm saying like that's a big I mean, thing look, i mean look i think i think luckily for the bulls luckily for the miami heat i don't think this is going to go anywhere and again mm-hmm. you know Tampering rules are rarely enforced unless it's something in the public that everybody could clearly see was tampering. So, uh, you know, I think that the highest fine, I think it was Rob Palenka, because he said that um, I think he was talking to Paul George representatives when he was under contract with the Pacers. I think that he was fined. Well, not him personally, but I think the Lakers were fined about 500K. I think that's Mm -hmm. the most severe tampering penalty that we've seen. But in terms of contracts being voided, like where the players that signed may have their contracts voided, unless the NBA really finds some like some clear cut egregious things, I can't see that happening. But yeah, yeah, I I mean, like there's just no way in my uh, opinion. So, I mean, we have to keep an eye on that. But do you like are you worried about anything that's going on there? No, of course not, man. You know, it's it's different 
compared to last season where, like I mentioned before, the Milwaukee Bucks, they thought that they had the deal set in stone for Bogdan Bogdanovich. And, oh, boy, is it Bogdan? Yeah, Bogdan Bogdanovich, not Boyan. And because he didn't sign the signature, he, he didn't give a signature for the contract, that's the reason why that fell through, to be honest. Yeah. This situation, yeah. Kyle Lowry signed it already. Lonzo, he yeah. signed his thing already. So, like, they don't yeah. have nothing to be worried about. They are, they are a Chicago Bulls and my Miami Heat player as of right now. So nothing can really happen as, as opposed to, you know, the deal falling apart. But I can only see maybe a hefty fine coming if – they find reason to to make nah, this. Nah, but like if they do find something that's crazy there, then because remember it's fines, draft picks, like you know, a lot of stuff could be enforced if it's we something crazy. Anyway, but I don't think that anything will be uh, enforced like that, anyways. So exactly. yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you know, like you know, I think we should just move on from this topic because a player whose contract will probably not be seen as tampering is Josh Allen. Now, as you guys know, on Friday, <laughs> Josh Allen did get a massive contract. Now, at at the uh, time. You know, we did discuss how, how we felt on the um, contract. It was breaking news, I think, like right before we yes. uh, record the podcast. Yes. But the question that I have for Edwin is, is Josh Allen overrated? Now, I had some time to think about this, and I actually don't think that Josh Allen is overrated necessarily, but I do think that he is highly overpaid. I think that he is not worth <laughs> the contract that he was given. Now that I'm actually looking at the details of this contract, like Josh Allen received more than $100 million at signing, which is the highest in NFL history. He's on about <laughs> six years. I think he's on two, I think he's on $253 million for six years with over half of, of that virtually guaranteed when he signed the paper. Mm. I just think Josh Allen, he's played three years in the NFL, has been very average if you want to look at overall. Now, last season, no, he did have a monster season, and I do think that he did deserve to be rewarded for that big turnaround of a season, but to give him a contract like this, now that I'm actually thinking about it, Josh Allen does not deserve that contract. But again, as I said on Friday, I get why they gave him that deal because, um, you know, Buffalo can't really attract any big free agents and they're really, it's really a tough market to really get a good quarterback. So when you feel that you have your quarterback, you have to pay him. So I don't blame Josh Allen for getting this deal because he's not, cause like, what is what is he supposed to do? Turn down the money? No. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not getting on, on him for that. But I just think, look, one very good season, two lackluster seasons, and he gets the ultimate bag. I mean, so I just want to know what you think about that. Ellen. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm actually a little bit surprised because I thought that you would come over here and say that he's overrated. But we kind of have similar viewpoints on this. So, yes, rookie season. I don't know why we, we, we count rookie seasons to be honest i know you have to count it because see reason that that you have to count the rookie season is because if he tore it up his rookie season then you'd be bringing it up so you have to count the bad as well so yeah yeah you have to count it but for me i i get what you're saying i I definitely definitely agree with that you know but like i just feel like a rookie season should be somewhat of a pass for him to be learning so if he if his acceleration process and his learning process is much more than other qbs then that's a bonus for him and yes you could count that but I just feel like if he does bad, it was kind of, in my opinion, expected considering what he had around him. But anyways, right now, I don't think Josh Allen is overrated, obviously. I think that he is a prime example, a prime product of how to build around your QB. And yes, he did get, I don't know why I keep saying two lackluster seasons. I think that the season before was a good season for him, but Bro, that's just me. No, 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 no. I, that, that's, just, that, that's just me. That's just me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And... Like I said before, Josh Allen is a prime example of how to build around your QB. Like, let's take a look at uh, Mitchell Trubisky for a second. He was in a similar situation in Chicago, and the Bears built around that guy exceptionally well, in my opinion. Got him a number one receiver. Got him a good receiving cast. Got him a good defense. And his running game was eh, not too well, but it's different from the Buffalo Bills. because And his line was a bit average as well. Yes, his line was a bit average, you know. But the Buffalo Bills did a, 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 little, bit, a, a, a little bit different than what the Bears did for him. You know, he had a top 10 rushing game, two out of the 10, two out of the three seasons he was there. And the defense was good. Obviously, the receiving core was good. So that's why Josh Allen is now a top 10 QB in the NFL right now. But yes, I will agree with you on the point where he did a little bit overpaid. I'm not really too sure if he deserves all that kind of money after three seasons. And yes, he was ex- he was eligible for an extension this season, but... 
I feel like three seasons is a little bit too early. Unless you're like Pat Mahomes, like that's different. But like if, if three seasons is a little bit too much early to tell whether or not a QB will pan out to be the way you would want it to be, you never know. But I feel like if they have a good organization where they continue to build around him and they continue to give him the best chance of success, then you can give him that kind of money. And like you said before, yes, Buffalo's not really a big market. It's actually the worst market in the NFL as it stands right now. And, is it you really? know, yeah, like they're the worst team as far as I think as far like, as like marketability wise, marketability as far as teams who are who are global in a sense. You know, Dallas oh, Cowboys okay, are the okay. most global team in the, in the NFL, and the Buffalo Bills are dead last. Yeah, so, I think yeah. that the Giants. No, I think that the Giants are the third. Most yeah, the Giants are the third. I think, and I think I think it's Cowboys, Patriots, Giants. I think that's yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. I think Jets is like eighth, and then Buffalo yeah. Bills is like thirty second. You know, so like uh, you need to you need to. Uh, to, uh, you know, to keep hold, like when, like you draft exactly, uh, a player exactly. that pans out a little bit. Exactly, you need to tie down Josh Allen, even despite him not being may or may not being the yeah. answer in the future. But right now, he's proven that. So, all right, so all right, so the reason that I'm saying that Josh Allen had a very average second season. Look, started all uh, started 16 games, 16 out of 16 games. Um, you know, he completed 58.8% of his passes. So I'll round it up. He completed 59% of his passes for 3,089 yards, 20 touchdowns, nine interceptions. To me, that's very average passing. Like that's an average passing year. And his completion percentage is a bit below average compared to the, um, compared to like the, compared to the overall starting quarterbacks. Now, what I will say, what I do disagree with you is we did, and we did t- talk about this a bit off air uh, on Friday, but yeah. you said that Josh Allen, where'd you put him at? In I terms of six. top 10 quarterback. I put him at six. Okay. You put him at six, right? And yeah. you also told me that he's better than Tom Brady. Did you not? Right now? Like I'm taking, yeah, yeah. Right now. Yes. So, okay. So, Based off of Josh Allen having one good season, one season that he went crazy, you're telling me that Josh Allen is better than Tom Brady. Edwin, this this is what Edwin is saying, is that off of one season, Josh Allen oh is better gosh. than Tom Brady. Is that what you're saying? Listen, you don't, you're not, you got to look at the context. Like, overall. No, there's no context. A, the, the context is one Josh season. Allen had a crazy season last year, and now you're giving me that he's better than Tom Brady. Sir, sir, let me, let me, let me, let me break it down right here, right? Tom Brady is the GOAT of the NFL. He will forever be the GOAT until maybe someone else in the future, how long that may be, will pass him. And I'm copping, please. Get to your point. Listen, no, no, no. Let me speak. Let me speak. Let me talk. You're copping, please, here. Get no, to I'm your not, point. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. So, I think that at this stage of his career, Tom Brady, and it was obvious, you know, like towards his last end of his Patriots careers, especially his last season, he wasn't that same kind of guy. Like, he just wasn't. And that's not necessarily his fault because the New England Patriots didn't really give him a squad enough, a comp- 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 competitive enough for him to win mm-hmm. and to compete, which is why they didn't make the playoffs, I believe, that year. Or, I mean, actually, I mean, they didn't make the – whatever happened. Like, it, was, it was a bad turnout, basically. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. But Tom Brady, being that he's a, he's a quarterback who's been here long enough, goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he has all this talent. And that's why he's able to still produce at a high level. Let me ask you a question. Now, Josh Allen. Okay, go ahead. Josh Allen is is in that same category because the Buffalo Bills have built around him. He's mobile than Tom Brady. Um, yes, he doesn't have the experience as of Tom Brady does as of yet. But Josh Allen is still a young prospect, and at early as his career is right now, he's still a top ten QB. And that's why I'm putting him over Tom Brady because okay, like so Brady has much more weapons than he does. So if Josh Allen is a top offense. ten quarterback, okay, mm-hmm. so okay, so if Josh Allen is a top ten quarterback, and if he's at six, where's Tom Brady in top ten right now? Seven. You got your mind. Seven. You are out of your damn mind. Seven. Let me ask you a question. Let me, let me, let me ask you a question. If Tom, Tom Brady, Brady, if Tom Brady was on the Buffalo Bills, are they not Super Bowl favorites? Super Bowl favorites. The Super Bowl favorites now, though. If Tom Brady was on the Buffalo Bills, would they be would their odds of winning the Super Bowl increase? Yeah, that's what you should have said the first time. Uh, uh, you know what I meant. You know what no, I meant. No, no, because, be no, because, because the Buffalo Bills are Super Bowl favorite now. So that doesn't matter. No, they're <laughs> not. No, they're not. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Do you bet? Do you bet, Edwin? 
I do bet. Okay. I do so bet. you know that on FanDuel, on all these other betting uh, websites, that the odds change when certain things happen, right? Yes or no? Yes, of course. If Tom Brady went to the Buffalo Bills, you're telling me their odds would not change for winning the Super Bowl. Because you said that they're the favorites, which they are it not. Would, it would change. They are it not would, the favorites. It would, it would change, and it would, it would be a change for the better That's because of Tom Brady. But the difference here is that he's going to go from a better team to a team that's not as well-equipped as the Buccaneers. So, like, how big of a change it would make? Not much of a difference. Because, I mean, yes, it would. Yes, no, it would. Not, no, it would Yes, not. it would. Because he's Tom Brady. Not. Yes, it would. It would and not. now that I'm thinking about it, Josh Allen isn't even a top-six quarterback. <laughs> because, because, <laughs> we because, look, all this last because, time. because, look, and real quick, because we do have the one, I already know that you don't have who you can name me for your top ten. So, I actually have my list. So I would do in order: Pat Mahomes at one, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Wilson, <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Give me Lamar Jackson, who actually won an MVP. Lamar Jackson. Oh my gosh! Dak okay. Prescott and then Josh Allen. Josh Allen is about to be the eighth best quarterback starting oh, in the NFL. No. So, so I will still agree with you that he is a top ten quarterback. Oh hell! But he's not no. better than Brady. He's not better than Lamar Jackson. He's not better than Dak Prescott. You're, okay, that's that's yeah, that's your terrible opinion right there. I'm just gonna okay. <laughs> that's yeah. So I'm you're not saying that. that. So so you're saying that Josh Allen is better than Lamar Jackson? I said no. I said he's top five. Lamar Jackson is top five. That's why Josh Allen's at six. Okay. You went over this last time. So, so, I gave so you Lamar Jackson. So, so I didn't he's give better you Tom than Tom Brady. Brady. Huh? Right. So just to make sure, Josh Allen right now is better than Tom Brady. Yes, I'm taking Josh Allen right now over Tom Brady. Yes, and Josh Allen is better than Dak Prescott, as it stands. Yes, he's better than Dak. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. Fine. Yes. All right. I will stick to it. I will stick to it. All right. Cool. 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 Well, look. Speaking of um quarterbacks, right? Let's head over to the New Orleans Saints. Now we're not going to be talking about the quarterbacks in New Orleans Saints because who is it between uh, Jameis Winston and the other guy, the uh, tight end slash quarterback slash running back slash receiver slash punt returner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like the utility player. Um, So it seems like uh, not everything is good in uh, New Orleans with Michael Thomas actually um, reportedly for three months during the offseason, he did not uh, return any calls back from the New Orleans Saints. Now, I don't really know if there's an issue going on there, but I mean, just from that report alone, that does seem a bit concerning that, you know, arguably one of the best receivers, definitely a top five receiver in the NFL and your best offensive weapon. And Michael Thomas or nah, Alvin Kamara is there, but you know what I'm trying to say that yeah. um okay yes that it is a bit concerning that he did have no communication and wasn't returning because everybody you're always on your phone so to me there's no excuse for why you're not returning calls so mm-hmm. what do you really think about that just give me your uh, opinion on this whole Michael Thomas situation do you think that he's mad because Jameis Winston will be throwing him the ball now. I mean, he can't be mad about that because who else do they really have at the moment? Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't. They 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 knew coming into this season that even before last season, they knew that once Drew Brees would, would retire, it would be a competition between him, James Winston, and Taysom Hill. And obviously, James Winston is, is the more natural thrower of the two, and he's he's had more games under his belt. So yes, he would definitely be a, a clear cup option to start for Week One for them, but. For Michael Thomas, it's kind of concerning only because you would want your star receiver, your your best receiver out of that, to be returning the calls, to be in contact with the team somewhat. But I will say this. I, w- I wouldn't get worried too much for the Saints, for Saints fans, uh, until he starts showing negative energy towards the team during ca- training camp. Uh, he already showed negative energy. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, yeah, he did that with calls and everything. But I'm talking about in the locker room. Cause that's when it gets more hectic. If he's a, a nuisance, if he's a, a bad energy kind of player in the locker room, then that that becomes an issue because now he's affecting more players as opposed to the the team and the front office. Um, if you're a leader, one of your leaders, and Michael Thomas doesn't show up and he doesn't want, he shows like he's not he's not really equipped to being on the team at the moment. Then that's an issue for the Saints and for the organization as a whole. But for right now, until he shows that kind of energy or until he shows those actions, I wouldn't be too worried because it's off season. 
training camp just started, yes, but um, it's still kind of early, and you know, it, it's not really we, we're getting to it towards the the start of the NFL season, but it's not crunch time yet. If you get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. so like I feel like it's not that big of a deal. Just all right, yet. all right. Look, so let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. All right. Yeah. Okay, so would you say that me and you are pretty close? Yes. Okay. Now, if for three months I didn't return any of your texts, any of your calls, what would you think? Something for three up. months. Yes. Okay. That you know that maybe I'm mad or that we have some kind of issue, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I'm saying is, how could you now say, in terms of especially when you're paying somebody millions and they're not getting back to you? on what's going on in free agency or whatever. That has to be some cause for concern. So if I'm Sean Payton, I'm losing my shit over here because language. what the hell? My goodness. Language. Shit is not a curse. What I'm saying is... Language. Whatever. I'm saying, I'd be losing my mind. Like, I, I like, like, there's no way that you can tell me it's not that big of a deal. Like, because I'd want to know what's going on. But so your take is basically that it's not a big deal. No, it's just like not you know, try to keep it short though, bro. Yeah, it's not a big deal, but I'm saying it could turn into something very, very problematic in the future if he continues to do this. Mm-hmm. But you know, for the example that you just gave, yes, wow. but we don't have anything to look forward to after the three months. Yeah, for him I, and Michael Thomas for the Saints. Yeah, I mean, before. but they're paying him millions. So yeah, you're right. But that's so, why mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a bit worse. It's a, yeah, it's important to see how he will react when yeah. the season actually starts or when it's getting towards that point where like preseason and everything. That's where we have to watch and see how his his energy is towards the team. But right okay. now, it's still off season. It, it's right, still so. a deal, a big deal, but it's not a, a huge deal, my huge deal. All right, yeah. So we're gonna have to keep an eye on that, and we're definitely gonna have to hope that somebody does ask him whenever he does a press conference. What the hell was he doing for three months? So I'm mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to hearing what his excuse is because I'd be very interested to know. Now let's move on, across bro. the real pond. Let's move across the pond. Let's head to the UK. We're gonna go to London, <laughs> where pond. we do have some uh, news concerning uh, Chelsea. FC, which is that uh, they have signed striker Romelu Lukaku from Inter Milan for a reported fee of 115 million euros, which does equal about 98 million pounds. He is one of the most expensive signings in the English uh, transfer history, uh, considering that Jack Grealish just went for 100 million last week, and he is flying to London today, where he is going to be presented. And he, well, not today, he's going to be presented, but he is flying there to get prepared to be uh, presented he is one of the best strikers in the world and he is an uh, ex-Chelsea player who he used to play for Chelsea then had to move on in his career because things just didn't work but it seemed that they've brought him back and I mean I just want to get your thoughts just really quickly I don't really have too much to say about it too much except for that Chelsea operate like how big teams in soccer slash football are supposed to operate they identified that striker was an issue for them because Timo Werner did not live up to expectations and they didn't wait around to hope that it gets better they went and they got, you know, one of the best strikers in the world and how they raised the money through selling youth players and through selling players that they didn't want at the club anymore. They basically paid nothing for it because they just funded that with what they sold. So mm. fantastic move by Chelsea. But Edwin, let me get your opinions on uh, Lukaku joining Chelsea, man. Uh, it's a great move for Chelsea. Listen, man, they just get whoever they want right now at this point. Last year, they went and got Timo Werner, who was a striker for them. And this year... They feel like, you know what, he hasn't really worked out too well, but we're still going to give him a chance. But we want uh, Lukaku at the moment, so we're going to go get him. And now he's coming back to uh, Chelsea, and that's a good move for him. Good move for Inter as well, too, because now they still find a way to generate some much-needed funds for the club, as well as I'm hearing that they're going to keep Latoro Martinez and offer him a new contract, so that's a good thing for them, too. You can't lose both strikers now. They've been trying um, to offer him a new contract for a minute. I think that, I think that well, because reports are saying that Inter Milan are going into liquidation, so, mm. like, they need as much money as they can get. So, exactly. look on the move. I mean, so, you know, like, look out for Lataro possibly moving as well. Yes, exactly, exactly that. And, you know, for Chelsea, I just think that he's he brings a different kind of dynamic to the team. In the past couple of seasons, you could say that one of the players, I mean, one of the positions that has been lacking in the past, even though it wasn't a position that was a weakness too much, but it, it needed some work, was striker. And Tammy Abraham did well, but he wasn't the answer. Timo Warner did well. He still isn't the answer right now, maybe for them. And that's why they went and got uh, uh, Lukaku. So for me, uh, he's going to bring a different kind of uh, playing style for Chelsea. Definitely hold up play is a big thing for him. 
He's a guy that can go up and get the headers as well as he's a, a clinical, clinical striker for them. And I just think that this move does put them in serious contention to win the Premier League next season. Unfortunately, uh, I definitely, they were number two in my opinion without him anyway, but now this puts them over the hump to actually contend with city. It's going to be a two team race in my opinion next season. And Chelsea have done good business once again. Yeah, man. And I think, you know, with those uh, very good words, I think that we're going to, you know, end it off here. You know, very good uh, episode today that we did bring you guys. Very entertaining. Nice, uh, good back and forth. Uh, Edwin, you got anything that you want to say before we end it off, man? Yo, yo, guys, you know what it is, man. Continue to support the grind. Continue to follow us on Instagram. Continue to check out MBS, the website, for all our writing content. And also, let us know in the comments what you guys think about what we bring to you guys for the topics or about what we say, what you want to hear more. Yes, yes, Continue, yes. Yeah, like, share, subscribe. That's YouTube right there, but I'm still saying anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, uh, so basically what Edwin's saying is, so for podcasts, what it really is, is you guys can leave a, a review. You know, you, you guys yes. can give us five stars on the apps, you know, so that when people click on our podcast, they see, oh, they got pretty good reviews. Then, you know, we can grow as a community. So, yeah, you know, uh, big up to everybody that's uh, listening. Again, you know, check out uh, Nuts and Bolts. Uh, and uh, also, you know, uh, make sure to give us a follow on sportsdaily.media. We do post, like, you know, soundbite clips on there, you know, things for people to get involved with. And, you know, we also post, you know, highlights from NBA games, you know, NBA news and NFL news, you know, it's whatever's going on. So you guys definitely should be checking that out. Yes, sir. All right, guys. And we'll catch you guys on Wednesday. As always, you know, just stay tuned for the next episode. We are gone.